Hi guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce this week's part one of the New Music Saturday podcast. Dr. Baines and I had a fantastic time in this week's part one with lots of random sidetracks and conversations about things that probably weren't really to do with music, but we enjoyed it and we hope you do too. We interviewed to begin with Goza Goodspeed. Goza is a good friend of mine or has become a good friend of mine over the last few months uh, since I started harassing him and asking him to join uh, my brand new record label, which is called Lights and Lines. Uh, and I'll talk about that separately on a bonus episode one day when I remember. Um, and we talked about shoe psychology, naming pubs, space balls quotes, and we talked a little bit about music as well. And it was really, really good fun. Um, I think you'll really like that interview. Goza has a fantastic uh, album coming out, which is called Ghosts of the Future and Past. Uh, it's a kind of retrospective and uh, forward-looking um, album full of hidden gems and beautiful tracks uh, from deep in his back catalogue and some brand new stuff as well. Uh, really, really worth checking out. Um, I think it's brilliant, which is why uh, I'm backing it. Um, but also, I think you will think it's brilliant as well. So um, I'll put a link to that in the comments. We also then go and play some proper filthy rock and roll tunes and some tripped out, slightly old, maybe part two, but not quite because they were so heavy and fast tunes uh, and we have a really good time so part one is a real banger this week uh, like i keep saying i think you'll love it because you keep coming back for more so thank you very much for listening part two is on the way at some point in the future depending on when you're listening to this maybe it's already there who knows but it's not there right now because i haven't actually done the podcast yet with part two uh, and when it is be sure to search for it on your favorite podcast app whatever that may be please do leave us reviews comments whatever on whatever app you use because that helps boost us up a bit and helps other people discover uh, their new favorite bands through this fantastic podcast cheers guys love you all is, is that is that a good lead-in i mean what's that <laughs> Right on, and welcome to New Music Saturday, hashtag NMS with myself, Dr. Bones, the doc of many things, but not a medical doctor, and of course, my best mate, I didn't stumble this time, did I? <laughs> my best mate, partner, <laughs> partner in crime, the guitarist we wish they were, also known as Fashion Late, Mike Five. What's happening, buddy? Hey, brother. I'm good. I am, I am actually very fashionably late today. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like the fashion is just beaming off of me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm good. You've had a week off. How was it? I was pretty nice. I, and like I told you off there, I really didn't do a whole lot other than take the dogs out for, for walks and uh, I've got to go through the submissions for this week's show. 
Yeah. But <laughs> it, was it was just a full time job anyway. Yeah. It, but it was it was nice to kind of relax and just like literally sit in this in the backyard, right? Nice man. Is it good weather over there then? Uh, it's has been. I mean it's a little rainy today, but still warm, like twenty five Celsius, so like eighty ish Fahrenheit. Yeah. Very good. I feel like we don't talk about the weather enough on this. No, show. apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a musical guest, so let's welcome Gozer Goodspeed. Hello. How you doing? Very well, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Can we just back up a minute, though? You just you just dropped the revelation. You're not a real medical doctor. Now I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I, had a, I had a whole slew of medical questions yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you, and now I find it's all a sham. It's just the name. Yeah. It's just the name. Well, I've always been honest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but man, yeah, welcome to the show. So. Uh, First up, uh, let's uh, make the connection to uh, Mike and yourself with the uh, label and upcoming album. Mike, go for it. Yeah, Mike. I was me. All right, I thought we were interviewing Gozer. Um, Gozer, what's your connection to me in the upcoming album? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What what label? What are you talking about? What album? Uh there's, yeah, there's something there's something coming out, and there's someone putting it out, and uh, one of those people uh, is Mike. Uh, how's that? That's really good. It's really <laughs> Thanks. Good. There you go. Well, I, I announced on the show um, oh, a few weeks ago uh, that, that we were working together, and obviously I'd set up the Lights and Lines um, uh, record label, which I've been talking about forever and never got around to doing. Uh, in any real way and uh and we did it uh and we crowdfunded it and we had an amazing time doing that and when i say we it was sort of um me and anyone that would care to listen to me anyone standing within six feet <laughs> where it was at the time uh and obviously you were and are one of the first people i approached and said hey i've got this idea i really want to work with you um and after what? yesterday hang on, hang on, hang on, wait, 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 wait. one of the first you told me i was the first <laughs> There you go. It's all coming out already. The lies, the exploitation. Well, that's, that escalated quickly. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. You should see the small print. Yeah. <laughs> so should I. So should I. But, uh, but no, in all seriousness, I mean, I, I feel like it's really come to life. You know, yesterday we put the, the pre-order up um, and it all looks and feels fantastic. So for those that don't know, why don't you tell us all about Ghosts of the Future and Past? Uh, Ghosts of the Future and Past is a retrospective compilation of all of the greatest hits of Goes of Good Speed that you've never heard. Um, uh, and basically features my entire life's work across uh, the span of uh, 17 glorious musical outings. Uh, you should get one for yourself, you should get one for your mother, you should get one for your grandmother. You should get one for your grandmother's roommate's flatmate's sister. <laughs> How did you know about my grandmother's roommate's <laughs> Well, there's a very specialist internet site, and uh, I, I visit it once in a while. Right. We've, we've gone from music to space balls. I was your father's brother's cousin's nephew's former roommate. You know? <laughs> hey, I love that movie. So, so, well, so do I. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Yes, so what's, that make, what's that make us? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. but, you man, call so, that a radar? No, sir. Yeah. Call that. Mr. Coffee. <laughs> yeah. Get some? Of course you do. Everybody knows that. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we could just do spaceball yeah. quotes oh, yeah. for this entire <laughs> podcast. Yeah, right. Alienate about eighty-five percent of the audience. Uh, <laughs> you know, and the other funny thing is, is uh, the part of the opener to part two is the scene from Out of Order. Fuck, in the future, no, nothing right. works. <laughs> <laughs> so excellent. Yeah, I thought about that. Goofy, it's like ah, this color kind of fits. So. But back to the music. <laughs> that was a quick escalation and stray off there, eh? Yep, there so, you go. Uh, but, so, um, songs we've never heard, which is awesome. Uh, why? Well, okay, let's, wait, let me rephrase that, and it's not, not why. <laughs> why did you do that? Listen, yeah, 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 no, why? yeah no, why? Why you? Why? Why are you the point? <laughs> why are you still here? Because I've got nowhere else to go. No, when well, organizing this I- idea to put all, all tracks in the one album was that uh, was that the initial thought, or did you want to maybe mix them up and do kind of two different albums and like some new stuff as well as the other stuff? To be honest, I, I'm taking this mic by the way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was aimed at you or me. Uh, to be honest, I when Mike pitched the idea to me, first of all, because I was all set to get on with the new album, uh, and Mike uh, Mike kind of pitched this idea. He, he'd been listening to my stuff, which is amazing, uh, and the more he kind of dug into my back catalogue, it seemed the more kind of into it that he got. Uh, and so his idea was to, was to put a retrospective compilation together that wasn't strictly a a kind of best of but was more of um uh, a kind of deep dive into into everything that i'd done and then the more we talked about it the more it seemed like there was some kind of ancillary material that ought to make it on there you know like some older tracks a, a live bootleg a remix a right. demo all those kinds of things so that if you are remotely familiar with what i do this would have some kind of added uh, added levels of interest for you, some added dimensions, uh, and hopefully just be something that would make you be really interested to hear it. Okay, cool. Because like I wasn't sure if you already had like a new album like in process or why. Uh... Well, I, I've demoed an entire new album and I've I've had a lot of conversations and made a lot of plans about it. But it, the the actual recording of that album hasn't started yet, but is due to start very soon. Fair enough, right on. Well, Mike, are there any questions that you can ask that you don't really know the answer to? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's less about what I know the answer to. It's what the listeners don't know the answer to. I guess that one of the things that I've probably never asked you directly, but I am fascinated by because I see it as a um, almost a goes a good speed trademark is you you have this habit in, in lots of your songs of having... Um, I guess like a refrain, like almost a second chorus, a part that takes you out of the song and is repeated and kind of adds a bit of drama and drives home some of those key messages and maybe comes back. And I'm thinking, you know, that line, Ghosts of the Future and Past, Make Me a Better Man Built to Last, um, is the example in Gambler's Last Day. And there's a few of those. I'm kind of, one question I've never asked you, but something that really struck me as unique about your music is, is those bits. And I'm intrigued where that part of your style and um and this will make more sense to people when we play the track in a minute but i'm I'm interested in where that comes from because i do think i don't hear a lot of people or anyone really doing that in the way that you do i mean are you aware you do it (laughs) 
Well, that's what you're talking about, really. Uh, a lot of songwriting is uh, an unconscious process, isn't it? And a lot of it is uh, inherently unexplainable, I guess. And I don't, I'm not someone who analyzes my own uh, my own songwriting structures too closely. What I do is what I think is best for the song. Uh, and uh, I try lots of stuff, and I'm basically always thinking about. Uh, what sounds the best to me and also i'm thinking about i've got to perform this song this song has to be really interesting to me and it has to be something that i've got to i'm going to stand by whatever this is for years to come um so i need to make it as good as i can make it so i don't i don't consciously sit there and think oh i really ought to have uh uh this refrain come in after the second course man what it what is going on with these funky mic sounds that i can hear in the back background <laughs> There's some interesting stuff going on. I am not sure. I'm obviously not hearing anything, so I don't... <laughs> no, wow. I can't hear anything either. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, at my end, i got some really wild stuff, so uh, that's cool. Um, I'm just going to roll with that. I'm going to ignore it. But yeah, uh, when it comes to the, the songwriting process, I don't really... Yeah, I, I just... It's a process of exploration. I've described this before. I feel like songwriting is a bit like going down into the mine for me. Uh, and uh, every day I I go and I chip away at a stone, and sometimes I find a nice rich seam that I can kind of mine for a long time, and sometimes I find nothing at all. Um, but the point is to keep going down the mine and keep hitting at the rock. Do you know what I mean? The rock, baby, hit at the rock. <laughs> I do know what you mean. Do you ever get frustrated when you don't hit those moments? Like, you're someone who writes a lot, so I guess you come across it more often than perhaps someone who only writes, you know, a little bit, I don't know. But do you, do you feel the frustration when you can't quite nail something or can't quite get it and it's not there? Uh, I do. I, I did when I was a bit younger, uh, but these days I've learned that uh, I just keep going at it. I go at it and go at it and go at it. And then when I've when I consider that it's written... I go at it and go at it and go at it again until I really round the edges off it uh, and I know it inside and out, backwards and forwards. Uh, and that's part of wanting to go on stage and do it live, but it's also so that when I come to record it, I really know what I'm doing. Um, uh, and what I've also learned is uh, if I get sick of something and I think this just isn't working uh and i've gone at it and gone at it and gone at it and gone at it i know that i can just come back to it in a couple weeks and uh and eventually something will happen eventually i'll solve it each song is like a problem and uh my job is to solve that problem uh and eventually i'll get there nice it's like a rubik's cube yeah exactly yeah that's that's a good analogy uh, it's like a Rubik's cube, or uh, yeah, or some test you've got to do. But ultimately, uh, if you spend enough time on it, you'll find the answer. You'll resolve it. <laughs> you definitely feel that, like it's something you've got to do. I get that sense from you. Um, I don't uh, really know how to do anything else well. I think that's the that's the truth of it. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I wish I had lots of other transferable skills, but no. Uh, I, I it's something I've always done. It's yeah. Uh, it, I, you can't really talk about songwriting without sounding like a pretentious twat. It's just the way it is. Um, so apologies to anyone listening. Uh, I am going to just be pretentious for a minute. But I, I've said this before. It's how I understand the world. I deconstruct the world in my songs and then I reconstruct it again. 
in a way that I can understand. And uh, that's that's songwriting for me. There's an element of therapy. There's an element of me having my say about life and the universe and everything and society and and love and death and sex and you know all those things. But at the same time. Uh, it's what I do to relax and unwind, but it's also what I do to excite myself uh, and hopefully others around me as well. So uh, there's a lot for me wrapped up in in songs and songwriting. Uh, And uh, my back catalogue, if you like, is, is also kind of like the story of my life to me as well. Oh, that's nice. I like that. We're putting that in the next press release. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> good. Um, I'm good with that. I, I've got, I actually have loads of questions, which um, might surprise people, because obviously we talk a lot, but I, I am really fascinated by this process. Um, one of the things we specifically wanted to do with the label was find artists who had kind of deep storytelling and narrative in their music right not that artists that don't aren't as good or anything but just that's the kind of take i wanted to to get and that was you know one of the main reasons or one of the first reasons that i approached you um and there are you know there's real i tried to describe this to someone in the pub earlier actually there are tales of you know um it feels like sometimes there's sort of tales of crusty old people passing stories on in pubs <laughs> sometimes, it, sometimes it feels like there's songs that have got real hope and some of them are really sad you know some of them are really emotional um and some are really uplifting and it's 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 a real kind of range of stuff um my my question is and i don't think i've asked you this before uh let's say of the no actually let's not say of the 17 tracks that can case another one of all of the songs that you've written under goes a good speed because i know you've also written lots before under different things what is your favorite oh what's my favorite song that's a that's a difficult question because in a lot of ways it depends on my mood it's like asking me uh what my favorite you know bob dylan track is or my favorite neil young track not that i'm comparing myself to them but what i mean is all of the I, all right yeah i'm comparing myself to them. Yeah, me, me neil young bob uh we're all in the same league no um you go way back no no no, 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 no. I, uh, what what i'm what i'm trying to say is that uh they're they're people who've got a huge body of work and i've got a deep love for their work and when it comes to my own it's almost impossible to separate it from my mood so if i'm feeling uh particularly pensive and thoughtful then uh something like king point marina really hits mm-hmm. the spot um and if I'm feeling very kind of upbeat and, and vigorous and full of energy, something like Running With The Outliers is amazing to play live in front of an audience. I did that last night at a gig uh, and they were really into it and it was great. It, uh, so, yeah, it, it just depends on my mood. Um, uh, what's your favorite Neil Young song? <laughs> I mean, I'm a massive Neil Young fan. Um, yeah, and I don't know, man. my favorite—it oh, is really tricky. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of Russ Never Sleeps. Like that whole album is the first Neil Young album I heard. It's the last one I always go back to. Every single track on it is an absolute winner. Um, so yeah, it's probably a slight cliche to say. Um, uh, the, oh, shit, what's the first track? I can't remember the track names, but anyway, it's probably a cliche to say the uh, first track on that. But the other one that I really like is Ragged Glory, which was I think about 1990 or 91, and it was kind oh, of yeah. a precursor. 
to grunge and there's a song on that called fucking up which is absolutely brilliant uh and that that could be my favorite neil young song um it's a good what, choice what, 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 didn't piece of crap come out a few years later after that well no no the song that song was actually called piece of crap it's like i saw it on this saw it on here i saw it on the tv so it's a piece of crap piece of crap like <laughs> <laughs> I once um, there there used to be a guy in the eighties uh, operating up around where you live, uh, Mike, around the the Brighton sort of area, and his name was Eddie Shit, uh, and uh, my cousin was really into his music, and his first album was called Complete Shit. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other um, I'm going to keep answering this question, but Unknown Legend from Harvest Moon is an absolute oh, yeah, ending track. Harvest Moon, the whole of Harvest Moon is so good. The whole of Harvest yeah. Moon is brilliant. Uh, Needle and the Damage Done is an absolute classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Heart of Gold <laughs> is an absolute classic. I've, um, I've got a big, big soft spot for the whole album on the beach and uh, the track on the beach yeah. particularly just has a mood that I don't think he ever really 100% captured again. Uh, it's brilliant and Tonight's the Night as well what a tune Tonight's the Night it's an amazing tune that's quite a um, uh, (laughs) Tonight's the Night is one of those there's a story behind that isn't there where it's something to do with someone died or a couple of people died yeah it was this roadie yeah yeah, and he was basically very, very drunk for a long time and kind of aggressively wrote all these songs. Um, but yeah, again, it's, yeah. it's you know, but there's so much. We could talk about Neil Young forever. Bonesy, what's your favourite Neil Young song? Uh, I'm still thinking about it, man. I don't know. I can't, you're, you're, you're naming off a few. Like, well, that's a good one. That's a good one. But I, I don't know. I mean, I need, I need a few more minutes on that. But, so... <laughs> let's make it easier bonesy what's your favorite bob dylan track <laughs> okay <clears throat> okay <laughs> no I, I, I just no i just, oh no <laughs> no hurricane it's got me hurricane that's a hell of a song do you know what? Eight, i've eight i've had a real soft easy. spot for but this is going to sound really weird i'm going to say this now on on a podcast i've got a real soft spot for isis <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> uh, that's isis the song ladies and gentlemen um i don't know if you've uh, seen the rolling thunder review have you uh no you know the scorsese movie that uh he patched together a load of footage from uh the 1970 i think it's 1974 the uh the the big tour that he did and it was kind of like a it's called the rolling thunder review and it was like oh, a, they, okay. they were kind of like a a traveling bunch of uh entertainers and bob dylan drove the bus and all this kind of stuff but he was really he was really sort of like incandescent on stage he was wearing a load of face paint and he just seemed like vividly alive and there's a song <laughs> on that called isis and it's about um him marrying uh, a woman called isis uh, and it's, it's amazing. I love it. Anyway, I digress. I'm going to do that a lot on your podcast. I, di- I digressed. Oh, sorry, Apologies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. Um, so do you want to play the track now or do you want to ask a few more questions first? What are you thinking? I think your, your listeners are probably going, for Christ's sake, just play some music. <laughs> for the love of God, shut your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what the hell is this? Play some music, god damn it. I think our listeners regularly think that, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where's all the music in New Music Saturday? <laughs> new chat Saturday. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> new bullshit Saturday. 
All right, so let's get to the track. So this is Gozer Goodspeed and Gambler's Last Day. Take this.
All right, that was Gozer Goodspeed, and that was the Chris Love Smokey remix. And, and isn't it amazing? That's an amazing uh, reworking. Chris did that. That was literally only finished at the beginning of the week. Uh, that's that's how current that tune is. It's amazing. He wow. did such a good job. Man, I, I I really really enjoy the tune, and I just I, it, your your guitar you have you have such like well, uh, let me put it this way uh, you have such a full sound that you know you could be like a band on your own. Oh, I often have to be a band on my own, to be honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, Chris, I, I think what I like about the remix is if you, you could have given that song to a lot of different producers and they would have really kind of torn it apart and, and put it back together in quite sort of bizarre ways uh, and maybe lost the kind of soul of the song a little bit. Uh, whereas Chris really leaned into the song and just kind of produced a... A really fabulous alternative uh, alternative version, you know. Right on. Well, it's that's all great too, my guy. Like I really enjoyed it. No, we've we've heard a few different versions, but uh, I think this one is top of the list. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I have to say, like this is my favorite goes a good speed tune um, at the moment. I'll caveat, but it has been for a while uh, for various reasons, and so. I was excited and apprehensive almost about the remix because whenever anyone does something to something that you love, you kind of go, oh, I hope it's going to be all right. And honestly, when I heard it, I was quite blown away. Like the first time I heard it, I picked up on, you know, a few of the little tweaks. Like the, I really like the bass sound. I think the organ is gorgeous, the sort of tablas and the way yeah, that he makes the drums it, are amazing. Time. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, just bits of it, and then the second time I heard it, you just hear this kind of fuller. You just keep listening and hear more and more in it, which I think is really cool. So, yeah, yeah. I, I really love that tune. Um, that that was that was the tune, really, that made me contact you. Um, and obviously, that line goes to the future and past became, you know, a really good fit for what we're doing because we're looking at songs that are previous and um, remastered, and we should talk about that in a minute as well. Um, and then, and then looking ahead to the future, and like you say, to these sort of rare and unseen and unheard, unreleased sometimes bits as well. It's uh, it's a great combination. So it's kind of future focused and looking back, and I think that's a, you know, I, for me it just fits really well with, with what we wanted to do there, and that kind of almost recontextualizing the artist for, you know, a new audience and bringing something new to the existing audience, which to me is really exciting um but i would say that yeah. because that's why i played you and said hey do you want to be on my record label <laughs> that's true and i said i said who is this what record label what are you talking about don't ever call me again <laughs> but he did <laughs> yeah, <I think laughs> and you are <laughs> <laughs> are you another indian telemarketer that's what i said <laughs> um, uh, the thing that uh, we haven't talked about um too much is this whole album uh, it's been remastered, and I say remastered. It's been it's been touched up in in the places where, um, you know, in terms of like bringing up the the levels so it fits together and giving it an overall tone. But you know, parts of it that were really raw have been completely mastered by our good friend uh, Stu, One Blind Mouse. Um, yeah, Stu, fantastic job. I really do. He's he's very good, Stu. I don't want to give him a big head, but he's very good. Uh, and uh, I, yeah, I mean, I worked with him on Rebuilt and Remade, the last EP that I put out, and he did a really great job on that. And uh, 
he was superbly collaborative with it too in a way that most people who master stuff generally aren't uh and uh he yeah he's he's a good guy i like him a lot he's a wonderful human that's yeah. what he is i love yeah. it we've interviewed him. <laughs> we've, we've interviewed him too actually so yeah and uh he's got a new pig song hasn't he that's the thing yep that's uh the two is two and one so pigs uh pigs three and four part three and four in transition and right below this is like ex machina excellent when so, when's that getting played is that getting played tonight because that would have been a superb segue wouldn't it no man tonight unfortunately, <laughs> <I'm> part two. <laughs> uh, okay okay no worries no worries it's definitely a down the rabbit hole part two kind of oh, uh, yeah. team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that one. Um, Good. I, I yeah. Also, sorry, I should just say, Chris Love, by the way, is the guy who produced my last full album, Running With The Outliers, and he is one of the Southwest's best-kept secrets. I mean, he is a stunningly talented producer, and his, uh, he's got a, a studio in his back garden uh, called Whistlewood, uh, and it is it's an amazing place and he's a really really talented guy so Chris Love Whistlewood remember those two names uh, and seek out everything that's coming out of that studio because uh, he's an extremely talented guy that's an interesting thing isn't it people follow artists people follow labels people don't always follow producers or studios or you know those sorts of people but actually you know there are, there are some in particular that when you put their body of work together, I mean, there's famous people like Rick Rubin um, and people like that, but there, there are certain people where when you put their body of work together, it almost doesn't matter who they're working with. You know, it's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Of, Phil Spector of, being one of those. Well, exactly. And it's such a, <clears throat> but I mean, in the underground as well, people like Chris Love that people won't necessarily have heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's someone. Well, I just friended him on Facebook earlier for that very reason. I was like, I want to know what this guy does. <laughs> well, actually, really actually, Chris, Chris has a band uh, called Whistlebelly, uh, and uh, numerous guys from Whistlebelly played on Running with the Outliers. And in fact, I think they're going to have a song out soon, uh, and they're going to send it to you guys to play. Nice. It's called Chicken Fucker. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, to 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 get the the kind of um, the the logic behind that, they they write songs uh, that bear no resemblance to the title. So they they come up with titles that they know they can remember, uh, and then they they play these amazing songs. So yeah, there you go, Chicken Fucker, coming your way soon. Okay. We are one of the few places in the world that will play that, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. With, with, with a little that's bit it. of a disclaimer at the beginning. But... <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, if you're offended, switch off. <laughs> yeah. No chickens were fucked during the making of this yeah. podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got a random question for you. Um, I, I, I saw a couple of friends of mine earlier. We had dinner in the pub, which was amazing to be able to do. Uh, and it was really nice. And um, we said, uh, we just started this conversation. If you bought, say you bought a rundown old pub, and you're going to do it up and, and make it into a pub, music venue, whatever. What would you call it and why? What would I call it? Um, oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Uh, I would call it, some I, I would call it uh something stupid that's what i would call it uh in fact that's what i would call the pub something stupid and it would be like <laughs> do you want to do you want to do something stupid tonight that'd be perfect wouldn't it 
<laughs> you know, what should we do tonight? Something stupid. Yeah, it sounds good. Sounds good. Your your logic is very similar to mine because I said I'd call mine the pub for that same reason. People. Ah, uh, there, the yeah. there you go. There you go. Actually. Uh, <laughs> When when my first band back when I was about uh, sixteen, when my first band were trying to figure out what we should call ourselves, we actually suggested that we call ourselves Pub at one point, uh, and uh, it was going to be uh, what are you going to do tonight? We're going to oh we're going to see the pub, uh, you know that kind of thing. And then our first album was going to be called Pub Lick Toilet. <laughs> that's a, there you go. So that's a glimpse into the sixteen-year-old mind of uh, Goes a Good Speed. Uh-huh. That's amazing. Really, just sixteen, oh. not now. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nothing much has changed, but <laughs> uh, I have another getting to know you question. Okay, uh, for our listeners, which is how many pairs of shoes do you own? Oh, um, <laughs> I uh, I don't have a great. T- I have less than ten pairs of shoes, uh, and uh, I probably have. I think 10 would be a lot, by the way. I, I, I see 10 as like an excessive amount of shoes, so I'm glad you said less than 10. <laughs> yeah, I do have less than 10. I probably only have about five pairs of shoes, and of those five pairs of shoes, three of them are, are the same pair of shoes <laughs> that were bought <laughs> again and again. Uh, and, and now I have some of those. The first pair I bought are my old, old shoes, and the second pair of them that I bought because they were so comfortable are my newer, older shoes. And then I bought them again, and they're, they're my <laughs> shoes. <laughs> there you go. So hang on, but see, you bought the same pair of shoes three times, but kept the previous two. Yeah, because every now and then you need old shoes for things. Like you need painting and decorating shoes, or you need, uh, like, let's say you're taking the dog out for a walk and the weather's terrible. You don't want to wreck your, your good shoes. You've got to put on some, some old shoes. But do I want to put on my old, old shoes? No. I want to put on my new old shoes. <laughs> how, do you, how do you decide what job determines which, at the age of the shoes that you should wear? Like, is painting and decorating old, old, but walking oh, now, the now, you, now you're getting seriously into shoe psychology. <laughs> uh, how do I decide that? If it's really knackered, uh, then it's a painting and decorating shoe, because I have to not care if I get paint all over it. But that's the point, right. is uh, you these kinds of things, keep them hanging around in a cupboard, because you never know when you need a knackered old pair of shoes for something, you know? He has a point. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I really thought about it. But... Well, well, there you go. Uh, that's uh, that's a secret... My father passed down to me, and now I'm passing it to you. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, what, how many pairs of shoes have you got, Bonesy? I'm, I'm now really curious in this question. For some reason. Yeah, why weren't you wearing any shoes on Instagram earlier? That's what I want to know. Oh, you, you, you only noticed that, eh? Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's summer, and I'm not going to put socks and shoes on if I don't have to. And I walk around barefoot. <laughs> Fair enough. But, um, I thought you were going to say, oh, I don't own shoes. Uh, well, uh, well, I was kind of alluding to that it's in some fashion by saying, oh, I get to see one carry the seven, but plus uh, just one pair. <laughs> just one pair. <laughs> but, but no, I, I, literally, I, uh, I have what, four pairs maybe? I'm, I'm looking at Kim because I'm not actually 100% sure myself, but I know it's not a whole lot. So. Fair so I'll say four pairs, I think. 
fascinating shoe talk there, gentlemen. I'm sure our listeners are absolutely frothing at the <laughs> yeah, mouth yeah, yeah, with right. uh, how stimulated they are. <laughs> the hell was that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not the weirdest thing we've ever talked about on this show, I don't think. <laughs> what was the elephant question? I can't remember now. It was very odd. <laughs> we asked someone something about an elephant. Um, so uh, you've, um, you, well, actually, do you know what I want to ask you? You played a gig last night, um, which seems like something that happened in a different lifetime. Right. Uh, how, how was it? Um, oh, it was great. It was really good. I'll tell you what, uh, it's only the second gig I've done this year. The first one that I did was um, an outdoor festival. Uh, and that was brilliant because the sun was shining. Uh, when I arrived, there were already a couple hundred people sat out on the field with beer they were desperate for live music and i could have almost played anything when i got up and they would have been into it but um that so that was a really good one and then last night obviously england were playing and i thought oh god this you know oh, yeah. it could potentially it could it, it it could just be a weird vibe it might be really quiet who knows um but it was a really good gig uh and it, it was in a bar called rock bottom uh which is here in plymouth and it's got a great reputation uh it's been putting live music on at every point in between um lockdowns that it possibly can uh and it's only it's quite a small venue it's at the bottom of a, a steep flight of stairs and uh it's it's just like a great live music uh bar um and the crowd were really into it, and yeah, it was it was brilliant. I saw some faces I haven't seen in ages. Uh, connected with some people, made some friends, had a laugh, enjoyed myself greatly, uh, and yeah, it was beautiful. I'd love to do a lot more of that. So if you're listening, Boris, pull your finger out, mate. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, what, out of interest, what time were you on last night? This this has a point. Uh, Nine thirty. I started my first set. I sort of did. 45 minutes from 9.30. Uh, and and then I think I was on from 10.45 to 11.30 for the second nice. set. That's a good time because the England game, I don't know if you saw any of it, but it was so poor that most people would have given up and come to see you anyway. <laughs> yeah, I heard, it, I heard it was very boring. That's what all the people who turned up after the match said. You didn't miss anything. It was shit. My um, my wife was away last night. She had a bridesmaid fitting for our, uh, one of our relatives' weddings um, today, and it's quite far away, so she stayed over. And uh, she got there quite late and saw the last twenty minutes of the game, uh, and then texted me and said, "Oh, the Scotland fans seem really happy with that. Why is that?" And I said, "Well, it's the equivalent of Williams' team, my son's team, beating Brazil. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're happy because, like, no disrespect to Scotland, it's a." fantastic and beautiful country but as a football team they are ranked the third worst in the tournament and England mm. are supposedly the favourites uh, or one of, one of the favourites I think joint with, they're all 6-1 to one, France, Germany, England and um, and and <laughs> it's like they just did not turn up they just played piss poor, it was dreadful um, so anyone listening who's wondering why I care, football is my second love after music and then probably my family's third I guess but they <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least you're honest. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love them all dearly. <laughs> um, obviously, we've got the, the new album. I mean, I, you know, we've got the album that's now uh, available to pre-order, and everyone should do that, by the way. Um, and then in the summer, you're recording a brand new album. Uh, that's right. Which we're also going to put out on Nights and Nines at some point in the future. Um, that's right. Do you want to tell us about that? Because I've heard the demos, and it's very exciting. 
yes, I do want to tell you about that. Um, so, yeah, as you said, you, you've heard the demos, and I've been working on some other new stuff for it too. I'm going to be working with Bill Burks and Charlie Bishop, who are the guys who play in my live band, uh, and uh, hopefully recording at Bill's new studio that I helped him build last year uh, in Ashburton. It's called The Red Shed, um, and it's a really great, great little place. Uh, and Bill Burks uh, is another one of those guys who you might not have heard of, um, but he's played with everyone. Um, he used to be in the Corgis. I don't know if you remember them. Uh, and he's been on tour with John Martin and uh, played with the likes of Peter Gabriel and oh, nice. recorded the the Cure and you know nice. the list goes on and on and on. He's a he's a real real brilliant player and he's an amazing guitar player as well. Uh, that's the thing. So the fact that he enjoys being in my band and playing with me is uh, absolutely insane. But um, he, yeah, he's a such a lovely guy, so talented. And him combined with Charlie, um, something really special, some sort of weird alchemy just occurs when the three of us get together and play. And uh, uh, I'm looking forward to capturing some of that energy uh, on the record, which is something obviously I haven't had a chance to do yet. So, uh, yeah, and the songs I've written, uh, I think are, they're quite strong. I've been enjoying I tried a couple of them out last night in front of a live audience and they, they went down pretty well. So, um that was quite good because that's always an acid test as well. It's getting in front of people who've never heard a song before and playing it and seeing if you can hold the room still. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, uh, and, and yeah, so, so that's good. So uh, I have a whole host of stuff coming and I'm hoping that it's going to sound somewhere between, you know, Black Crows and Israel Nash uh, and Dave Rawlings uh, all, all mixed in with a bit of me as well. So, yeah, that's the plan. Right yeah, on, man. Well, nice one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> these nuggets just spill out of me, Mike. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, everyone, everyone hit record. Yeah, <laughs> I unfortunately we're out of time. So, uh, thank you so much for joining us, and we will definitely be doing this again soon. No problem. That that went really, really quickly. I know it always does, man. It's forty-five minutes is never enough time, but just to just well, probably your listeners are thinking, "Thank Christ, that's yeah. a uh, place of goddamn music." <laughs> but no, for me, not. that went really quickly. Uh, to be honest, with you, the interviews uh, generally, um, we've got loads of great feedback from people. I think it's nice because we don't do it too formally, <laughs> right? Um, which is why we talk about no, shoes. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> people love it thank you so much man um obviously it, ha- it has flown by i talk to you pretty much every day at the moment so i you know i i, I feel <laughs> less that i'm gonna um uh you know regret not having this for hours and hours and hours because i know i've got your pleasurable company again very soon but i'm sure everyone else is gutted uh, and hopefully they all love the new song and they'll all pre-order the new album because it is genuinely beautiful and brilliant and amazing so thank you so much it's really good uh, to have oh, you thank, thank you very much and uh, thanks to anyone out there who is uh, supporting the label and supporting the music it means a great deal to me and I know it means a great deal to you and hopefully it'll end up meaning a great deal to independent music in general I hope so I mean it's quite overwhelming Absolutely. to be honest, the support so yeah it's brilliant it's brilliant well, man thank you so much and have a great night eh? we'll talk soon a, a, a pleasure I'll um I'm just gonna think about those medical questions yeah. I was gonna ask you by the way I'll email them over to you okay 
<laughs> I got this rash I need Hello. to talk to you about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Google Search. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get away All right, with thanks, Google. guys. Thanks, man. Have a good Take night. Thanks, cheers. All right, that was, goes a good speed, and we're calling Mike right back now because it always happens, but it's all right. So we'll have him back on. And there you have it. What's up, man? Hello. Man, so, it really does go quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I looked up and I was like, the last question I think is like, I think he can, he can squeeze it in just the amount of time. I mean, if you, if you go a few minutes over, it's not a big deal. We still want to go yeah. way over. So. <laughs> no, definitely. But yeah, what did, I mean, look, I speak to him all the time. I think he's brilliant. But what did you think? Isn't he a lovely guy? Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was a, a different to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know where the shoe question came from by the way that was not planned Wait, what question sorry the shoe question oh, oh that, 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 that's fine oh man it doesn't matter like why not I mean, this, this is this is by far a, a, not a conventional show meaning there's no the only pre-planning to show is a list and that's it Everything else is yeah, like, right. it's not scripted whatsoever. We couldn't script the stuff even if we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. No, I mean, I, I don't regret the shoe question. I was just reflecting that I don't know where it came from. <laughs> well, but no, it's cool, man. His, honestly, like, this new collection is absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I'm not just saying that because I'm putting it out. I'm putting it out because I love it. That's the thing. Um, and it really is amazing. So, uh, if I haven't already, I'll send you all of the tracks, and we can. Oh no, you did on the show. Oh, you did. Really good. And you know, uh, it was but... well, it's funny too because uh, when, he, when he sent me the Dropbox for it, and they were playing tracks empty, it's like, oh look, it's the Gamblers' West Day. What a shocker! But <laughs> 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 the remix, yeah, yeah, remix. no, no, it was a remix. It's still a great tune, but just like, it's, it's like I almost didn't even have to look and knew exactly what song was right away. Like, so. <laughs> I really like that song. <laughs> oh man, it's totally fine. Like, it's just a joke. It's like I kind of, kind of, kind of knew that was coming. I don't just like crazy, but yes. <laughs> yeah, that is some serious. Crazy. Just, we'll play a completely different one next week, yeah. right? Oh no, 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 <laughs> you man. Can pick. Oh, you know, you no, no, it's totally want, fine. Like I said, it's a great tune, anyway. It's like, but just, just funny. Just like I just knew that the song. That's the song you're gonna pick. <laughs> I love that. I love that you know me so well. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, a beautiful thing well man <laughs> moving on we have brand new titanosaur because uh the album's uh, is coming out fairly soon i'm just trying to remember what the actual date is because they just pre-ordered this oh it comes out july 2nd so oh nice okay so and it's called inti uh waifu i believe this way it's pronounced so but uh, yeah, so it comes out on the second, and I, I, I pre ordered that, and I pre ordered a Spyro D album last week as well, which I'm nice. very excited for. So it's not not quite a remix album, but uh, it's called Duet. So yeah, okay, and, cool. Yeah, so a couple things like in the, I was like, oh, new Tato. I bought it, bought it anyways, but I was like, fun yeah, no, that's a whole show right there. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's a great yeah. tune, but it's it's 48 minutes long, right? So. <laughs> I mean, we've played some great eight to ten minute tunes. Yeah, it's just a little much. It's quite long, isn't it? And yeah. you, you just you, you can't really kind of cut those songs too because there's kind of we'll call meaning throughout the whole thing, and like you know, and also yeah. don't want to offend the artist by well, we cut it at this time. It's like, well, thanks, but you know, there's you might miss a lot or so. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can't just go right. We'll play three and a half minutes of this. No, it doesn't really work, does it? So, 
<laughs> Apparently, Kim's talking to dogs. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Kim's, Kim's talking to dogs. Obviously, not me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, straight. So, I, got, I, got, I just got a complete sidetrack there. Imagine that, right? So. <laughs> that never happens. So, no. Because I looked away for a second and I was talking to Kim and she was pointing out, it's like, she goes, well, you're, you're funding. It's like, I know, like I, I silence it because I don't want to call her and also, you know, I'm picking up right now anyways. So, <laughs> whoever is, they can text her, they can wait, whatever, right? Um, but yeah, so back to Titanosaur. I'm very excited to play this. And it's this, Spotify this, on the phone. They want to give us a million dollars, man. I'll answer the phone. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's a local number, though, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Spotify Canada. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, so uh, anyway, back to the music. <clears throat> Let me kind of start up again. Back to the music. So, uh, <laughs> meanwhile, behind the facade of an old bookstore, right? So, uh, can you tell me what band had that as an opener? No, I can't remember. White Zombie. I know exactly the quote. Oh, White Zombie, yeah. yeah. Okay, so here we go with, uh, uh, well, still the music, but you know. So here we go, brand new dinosaur. This love, dig this.
right on. Brand new Titanos, Titanostar with this love. And uh, thank you, Boston. Boston's going to be his response. That's uh, two paws up there, Boston. Is that it, buddy? Uh, that's a yes. Uh, uh, yep, that's a yes. So <laughs> he loves the tennis or. So, um, he doesn't. I mean, yeah, doesn't. right, eh? Well, <laughs> see, he's trying to put your two cents in. You know, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> 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 so this love like I said uh, Aussie man remind me a lot a lot of old Monster Magnet like, like old stuff it's like, again, I love Monster Magnet too it's like man it's so like it's just got that you tell that influence and not, not just a, not just the singing but a lot, a lot of the um, arrangements you know are, are, are similar yes. you can tell the influence but man that just that song rocked and as soon as I saw we can play one song from the pre order like Fucking right for playing this one. <laughs> I was so so excited, right? That's why when I missed you this morning, it's like, well, it might be a few more minutes. Got a couple things to arrange here, so because I got because not just Titanosaur, but Endless Idiots got a new EP coming out as well, right? So yeah, I know I saw that. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, it was. I knew because I normally kind of can when I get the Dropbox or whatever from you, I kind of go, okay, from that moment, I can expect maybe a few changes or something like yeah. that or whatever. <laughs> I knew because I hadn't got it till late. And then I saw in my inbox, like a couple of the notifications for um, for those two, for example, and stuff. I was like, ah, oh, that's why. And you would still advise, right? So we got, we got quite the night of awesome music, but there you go. Titanosaur and, and, once this um, uh, EP comes out, then we're going to have to get Jeff back on talking again. Oh, absolutely. Oh, um, and sorry, I was going to say... No, go on. Sorry. Um, um, just, just so you know, Bill, as in Bill Fever, I've not forgotten about your brother. I will get back to you and email you back real soon about about the interview. So I'm sorry what's been going on, but I've not forgotten. I promise you that. And I will email you back in the next couple of days, I promise. Go ahead. Nice. Bill Fever's a really good guy, very good guy. Um, yeah, I, it, what I was going to say is that you, you mentioned Monster Magnet, and it was at the exact moment when you said that off air that I was thinking, "Oh, this sounds a bit like Monster Magnet." Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's obviously a great, uh, you know, spot-on comparison. I also love, uh, you know, the fact that it talks about tranquility in such a loud, noisy, yeah, full-on right, right. <laughs> punk rock tune. Uh, it's brilliant. But yeah, you know, he's got such a unique and brilliant voice. Amazing way of um, recording music and making it sound you know really raw and edgy and awesome and punky and heavy uh, and i love it and jeff's a brilliant guy so we'll definitely uh, definitely love to have a chat with him again uh, when this comes out because that's brilliant that's a great tune yeah. all right <clears throat> oh man oh uh, yeah it's, it, I, i'm really excited to hear the rest of it so next up we have brand new lizard suites this one's called on my tv dig this
Right on, Lizard Sweets with On My TV. See, um, with that song, it, it could have gone either way, part one or part two. Yeah, and right. And I was like, you know what, this is actually a good kind of a, uh, kind of, it's a good, it's a good mix of both. So it's kind of a, a good kind of, we'll call it center point to, to part one. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <clears throat> yeah, it's cool, man. I mean, it's fast paced, it's energetic. Uh, it probably fits into part one more because of that, I guess. But it's kind of tripped out and weird, and um, it has like elements of Blair and Graham Coxon and and that sort of thing, which I think I've said about those guys before. Um, but I also it reminds me of the band Television. If you remember them, uh, uh, it's got a little. No, maybe not that. They might have been more UK centric rather than global, but um, <clears throat> yeah, just they, similar sort of kind of vibe. Um, and yeah, it's got it's just it's cool. Like the lyrics are great, the bass is brilliant because the bass is always brilliant. The whole sound they've got, I think, is fantastic. Uh, and they put out like, I mean, I'm not very good at maths, but I think it was about a hundred albums in ten minutes or something. <laughs> 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 Whatever it was, four uh, albums in like, bangers, like months. Oh yeah, it was four albums. Like it was an album per week. I think they like, literally took the month to do four albums. But it was crazy, man. But you're right, and, it's, right, yeah. and this, this song is it just, it's you're right. It's it's like a, it's like psychedelic punk. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's exactly it that's exactly it yeah absolutely brilliant I love it so man next up it gets well a little weirder but more or less because of the title <laughs> of the name uh, the title of the song we're going to play by Lauren in Dollars Rum because it's uh, German and and Fruschlinger I believe like I tried to look it up to see how they pronounced it so but I, I didn't look at the meaning, so I'm not quite sure what it means. But it's still a really good tune. So it looks like fruit slinger, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I kind of well, like I said, I, I didn't get a chance to look it up. I just more or less trying to find out how to pronounce it. So, so I saw the email come yeah, up, yeah. and he's like, "Okay, huh. all right." So <laughs> <laughs> I can do this. Yes, we can. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, <laughs> so here is uh, 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 Lauren Reed, otherwise known as Eight Dollars Rum and Fruitsinger, I believe. I hope I said it right, so do this.
Python, Ron, let's say Ron, Ron Reed, Lauren Reed, <laughs> who's the $8, who's the $8 rum, that was Blue Singer, and um, Mike looked it up, and it means Spring Awakening, and I believe that's the first uh, time where we've played, actually, well, maybe German, because we've done French a couple of times with some old ska songs, right? Like, maybe way back yeah, when. Yeah, we definitely maybe, played the song in French. Maybe yeah, way back when, but still... But yeah, that, 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 that's French. This is German, so totally different vibe, different country, mate. Yeah, well, well, well duh. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. Like, <laughs> all you guys over in North America thinking that Europe's one place. Yeah, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> not anymore. I've been there. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, man, that's a great tune. Like, it was amazing, actually. You know, not understanding the language, but still kind of being able to hear the story, even though I don't know what it was about. I could hear, I was interested and intrigued in what they were talking about, if you know what I mean. Right. And I really like that, just the way it was kind of almost spoken word in places and then, you know, beautifully sung in others. The bass and the lead guitar are two things that $8 Rum just does absolutely brilliantly. Like the bass just sounded gorgeous, and the lead guitar is just like, Hey guys, I'm just going to play some lead guitar over here. Is that okay? And I was like, Yeah, you go for it. We'll play some stuff. You just go for it. Like, All right. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, that's okay. Uh, they've obviously got an opinion as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but no, it's just it's actually crack it. Like it just the st- his style is fantastic. Generally, the way he writes music is awesome. I love it. Well, you know what? I just when you said obviously right, we didn't use the lyrics, but you know. It always gives the song more appeal as well because you know you kind of kind of guess or kind of formulate your own story, right? Yeah, exactly, and that's that's kind of cool, right? Absolutely, that's exactly what I like about that song. So, well, one of many things. So, next up, man, we have a brand new "Endless Idiot" song, which is awesome, and uh, they have. I'm gonna double check when their uh, EB comes out because. It comes out on uh, July second as well. How about that? So, and nice. it's called Skull. It's, it's called Skull and Fork. Is the name of the album? The EP, sorry. <laughs> so, okay. uh, but you know, there's two songs, and I listened to them both, and I was like, you know what? One like they're both great tunes, but I'm gonna play this one just because the song is called Pirouette and Pirouette and Pirouette. <laughs> So here, 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 so here you go with Endless Idiot. Pirouette and pirouette and pirouette. Take this.
Hazleton steps back to central. One go too far left in case he falls down. Right on. That was Endless Idiot with Pirate and Pirate and Pirate. I know those usually we play something like that uh, in part two, hashtag down the rabbit hole, because it was pre-tripped out. But it had, a, had such, a, such a, a heavy feel to it uh, uh, musically and just really kind of, I, I figured it'd be a, a good uh, good transition since part two has started off uh, a little heavy, but a little weird at the same time too. So not necessarily changing up the format, but uh, making it blend in and sound good the way I wanted to, and it certainly did. And that was a great tune, and I can't wait for the rest of the EP to come out. Hey, if you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, which seems like a long time ago, um, but the end of the pandemic, and, and we were worried, and other people who do new music shows or whatever were worried that, you know, new music might dry up a little bit <coughs> because bands aren't going to be able to get into the studio and record or even see each other or talk to each other or touch each other or anything. <laughs> um, not, not the bands go around touching each other that often, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> uh, we're like, oh, this is this could be interesting. It'd be, it'd be tricky. You know, maybe we'll get a lot of, like, you know, singer-songwriter acoustic stuff at home or whatever. And then people like Stefan from Who Killed Nancy Johnson yeah. do this. <laughs> I know, like, I know. Wow. <laughs> This is so cool. This is actually a really good outcome of the pandemic. Congratulations. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. fucking brilliant. That's the outstanding. I can't imagine you ever would have sat down and done this if it wasn't for that. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, absolutely incredible. Love that tune so much. It's it's post-punk plus. That's <laughs> what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome, mate. I love it. Man, he's on getting better and, and a little little weirder. So here we go with uh, <laughs> a, a, a soda cracker Jesus and a song called Anthem. And this song is it's, it's a great tune, and uh, it's, it's taking me a couple weeks to get it on, but I'm fan, finally happy to be able to play it. So here we go with soda cracker Jesus and Anthem. Dig this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right on. Soda Cracker Jesus with my anthem. Uh, man, this one I really enjoyed. And uh, like I told you off, it reminded me of Jupiter and Velvet. But just, I love the style. It's like, it's retro, but it got a new twist on it. It almost like, I, I, I want to say, like, it's heard like, like <clears throat> maybe small influence uh, from uh, from the, the Vines. And mm-hmm. I just, yeah, it was a cool tune, right, man. Really enjoyed this one. I've been trying to get out for a couple weeks, but couldn't, couldn't find the right place in the list for it. And I found his gate with his gold. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is absolutely awesome. I I mean, I'm glad you said the Vines, because I love the Vines. Uh, that album, Get Free in particular, oh, yeah. is incredible. Um, I, I probably one of, Yeah, it's probably one of my most played albums <laughs> ever. Uh, it's just it's just so easy to listen to it's brilliant um but yeah this has got that kind of thing it's like the vines meets the datsuns it's got that whole thing going on which is brilliant lovely kind of fuzzy lo-fi guitar big banging you know almost like i don't know power pop uh kind of beat um great vocals the whole thing was outstanding i love that just brilliant brilliant anthemic is the word i would use Oh, okay. Oh, obviously, it's called my anthem, so <laughs> yeah. it would be. But, yeah, I was going to say it. Would. <laughs> yeah, but that's it, probably what influenced that slightly. But it really is. It really does sound anthemic. I love it. <laughs> well, it is a good tune, man. So I'm glad we got a chance to get to that this week. And yes. that's what's been happening, guys. So don't don't necessarily worry if I don't get a chance to play it right away. It just a lot of times with the limited time we have, some of your views. I try to fit it in, making it kind of work with obviously the list, and I can't always just because of depends on how submissions roll in. So I will get to it, but sometimes I might just put up a week or two just because I can't get to, to kind of roll through smoothly in the right spot. Yeah, I mean, also we get so many submissions for so few slots is inevitably going to be a bit of a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way it is. But uh, you know, we're happy. Right on, man. Lol. Lol. Okay, I was I was not just trying to say laugh out loud, abbreviated like that. That was completely just a roll of tongue the wrong way. Definitely um, sound like you said lol. Yeah, it did, but I <laughs> did not mean to say that, and I wasn't trying to abbreviate, so that was my um, fault. But anyway, uh, so... Lol. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Sorry, lol. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, moving on, hopefully, we should next uh, about uh, almost four minutes. This is a great, brand brand new, man. This is this has been awesome. Like, I have so much waiting through new stuff. So, this is a brand new Sound Ninja. The song called Trail of Tears. Dig this. Lol. <laughs>
Okay, man, was that not a badass tune or what? Um, that was really heavy with the crazy heavy bass and like xylophone, I believe. But the last little bit of that song, man, hello, Sean Crayon from Slipknot. That was amazing. It just reminded me of Slipknot right away. It's like, oh, man, like, that's awesome. And just seeing the double kick, like, I love, like, yeah. that, that's one thing I haven't seen Slipknot in a long time. But, you know, the, the few times I did see them was amazing. Just watching them drum, like, holy crap, that sounded awesome. I love this tune. Like, super heavy. It had tripped outside to it, but, man, that, that yeah, yeah, just bang. <laughs> it's kind of epic wasn't it I mean the bass and the yes. drums are super heavy and the vocal is really melodic and thoughtful and that combination is perfect and then the guitar is just oh that's nice <laughs> like, yeah that's I know guitar. right you know it's kind of got a bit of everything because there's you know the sort of sliding lead riffs there's the big heavy fuzzy chords there's the you know break break breakdowns break-ins breakaways whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there's some breaking stuff going on um, yeah it's brilliant it's a really class tune i really like that man okay and thank and thank you for referencing fred durst so <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that yeah, oh, oh keep forgetting so it's <laughs> <laughs> reminding Just, me yeah, of yeah. a terrible period in music yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, dear. oh man! So uh, we got uh, a, a, a couple uh, uh, a couple of tunes to go here, but before we get to it, um, I got to tell you about this phone call the other day. This was was really funny because I was getting I was getting uh, something set up, and so so I'm talking to the, to the agent, and she's okay. And uh, what, what's 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 her bir- what's her birthday? Her birthday is like, oh shit! Like that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I said to the to the other. I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. It's like, no, no. She's laughing. She goes, no, it happens all the time. And it took me a second because I remember her birthday. He's like, what the year? I was like, oh, that's what that's what your birthday is, right? Just took, took me two seconds to remember it, but but first, it's like. Shit! I, 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 I blanked on the year for some reason. I can remember the, the date exactly, but I was like, oh. But it was so it got settled out, and it was yeah, it was funny. I mean that uh, I mean most agents when you're buying certain insurance, right? They're, they they their job is to make you relax for a couple. And the, yeah, <laughs> this station was amazing. Like she was so funny. Like I mean, we just like, got the whole thing was super quick. And of course, I I I, I, I sidetracked her a little bit too. Eh? So, <laughs> so <laughs> surely not. Oh yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, but. <laughs> anyway, but it was it was a good time. Oh, actually, the thing that made her laugh the most is uh, because um, uh, it was for for life insurance, right? So, and <laughs> I told I told Kim I was walking out in the backyard. <laughs> it was going to barbecue. I turned I turned I turned to Kim and I said I said if I end up on forensic files, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 because like a lot of the, a lot of the episode, episodes, because they're obviously real uh, things that happen, right? And right. Um, a few of them, you know, go get the insurance policy. To, sorry, guess what? They mysteriously disappeared or died. Hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> funny that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so I told the two about this, and she's just dying laughing. It's like, but it was pretty funny. It's like, it just like kind of pop my head. It's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> but that's why I type that mainly, but mainly for the part going shit I forgot whoa <laughs> just, <laughs> thankfully I remembered it in about 30 seconds but at first like oh what oh damn it 
That's a long pause, though. Thirty seconds. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't pausing. I was just la- I was laughing because then I was apologizing before because he said yeah. shit, right? <laughs> so the, the first thirty seconds was a pretty pause because I'm so sorry. So like, no, no, it's fine. Don't worry, buddy. You can say what I can't say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That wasn't it. So, anyways, so yeah. we have to, <laughs> now that we sidetracked for a good chunk of time. We have two more songs to get to tonight. <laughs> the next one up, uh, well, this is one of our, our one of our uh, fave uh, a new punk bands. It's a band called Wasted Pretty, and a song called Don't Care. Do this. <laughs> Right on, wasted, pretty, and don't care. And uh, Mike, I, uh, I was saying off air uh, with the, the sound they have and the vocal thing, everything else, man. They, they should they should be if it's like done sub pop label <clears throat> where Nirvana started and Soundgarden, you know, and Dinosaur Junior and 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 Mud, and, 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 and Mud Honey and you know, like yeah, incredible, really. I mean, how one. You know, one probably very small office at the time. <laughs> yeah. somewhere, in, somewhere in Seattle just suddenly blew up an entire scene. I mean, they literally, you know, if you listen to interviews of the people from Sub Pop, they could not do anything and still make money off of people buying bleach because it's bought so often every month. Yeah, it's incredible. 
Um, and, and of course, all of those other great artists, but Bleach in particular is, is huge. People discover that every day, which I find amazing. <laughs> and the fact that it was recorded for 600 bucks US. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, right? Which was actually paid for. Did you know it was paid for by Jason Everman, who was the other guitarist in the band, but he didn't actually re- play anything on that. He What happened was he joined the band as a second guitarist as they right. finished recording Bleach, they put his name on the credits. So on the back, it's the only album of Nirvana's where it's got all four names instead of three. Um, and I think it's Chad Channing is the drums on Drummer, that. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's got Jason Everman, but um, he didn't actually play on it. He just paid for it, and they never paid him back. Really? <laughs> because they kicked him out of the band. Because for whatever reason, Kurt Cobain went through this phase of bringing guitarists in, and then they, they, they just didn't fit or whatever, and he was terrible at telling them they're out of the band so they just went off on a tour without him <laughs> so, <laughs> I know I think I read a little bit about that <laughs> he was out of the band he didn't realise he'd spent 600 quid on the recording of what turned out to be one of the biggest debut albums in history like right, up there, yeah. up Zeppelin and whatever <laughs> <laughs> absolutely incredible but yeah I mean maybe they have by now but they never paid him back really. <laughs> yeah well man we have one more song to go here for part one and it's a band, this is another band I've been trying to get on um, for a few weeks now. A band called Cat and the Kicks, and the song's called I'm Alive. Do this. <laughs> or I'm Alive. Do this. <laughs>
right on and cast and the kicks and I'm alive. <clears throat> but what a great tune, like really heavy. <laughs> I love her vocals and the it, it's like uh, uh, almost like a, a hard rock like blues mix. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But you can just when when you when you hear her sing, you hear the power behind her voice, man. Just one of those bands like I'd love to see them live. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that'd right? be great. I mean, that could be um, that could genuinely be kind of you know, stadium quality rock, couldn't it? It's it's yeah. got such a big sound. It's uh, brilliant in a massive venue. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it's got. Um, uh oh fuck what are they called what was the band that slash was in slash snake pit no velvet revolver velvet revolver thank you had has a velvet revolver vibe oh yeah nice good call um for me anyway (laughs) but um yeah it just kind of reminded me a bit of of that kind of thing where it's that kind of um i don't know post grunge rock and roll thing um yeah absolutely brilliant i really like that her vocals are top quality as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, that's going to do it for part one. We had a, excuse me, we had a great uh, part one here with a bunch of weird sidetracks and a great interview. <laughs> go go to good speed. And we'll be back about 15-ish minutes for part two for a crazy trip down the rabbit hole, kicking it off with a brand new One Blind Mouse. So until then, Bonezill, we'll be back. Emory Banks of the supercomputer. <laughs> Shrinky-dink that! Krigger out! RSV, or respiratory syncytial virus, is a virus that can cause infections of the lungs and airways, and it's estimated to hospitalize over 30,000 children every year. At Synexus, we're looking for adult volunteers to take part in clinical trials to understand the disease and help find a vaccine. To find out if you're eligible to take part in one of our studies, visit synexusclinic.co.uk. Synexus. Be part of clinical trials. Do something rewarding.